Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Have I ever told you that my nickname in high school was Broadway? You did. Okay. I've heard it. I don't know if the podcast has. I can't remember if the podcast has. In high school, I was part of the Fab Four, and this was back in the day when... Before the actual movie, the Fab Four? Fabulous Four. That's a movie? Yeah. Oh. All right, keep going. Okay. So back in the day, in the early 2000s, the early aughts, when we were all emo... And I had black swoopy hair that was cut across my forehead and like you could only see one eye and I wore, you know, chokers with spikes on them and Jinko jeans that were way too big for me. My friends and I decided that we were the Fab Four. So some, I think it was a rapper, popularized the word fat. That's fat. That's so fat. P-H. P-H. You're so Mm -hmm. fat, but like P-H, not F. And so we were the Fab PH4. Oh, there was Princess, oh. Hollywood, Angel, and Broadway. And I was Broadway. Brittany was Angel because her life goal was to become a soldier, which she accomplished. So she was our angel. She was the one that always looked out for us. A guardian angel. <clears throat> All right. Then there was Hollywood, Hollywood Heather, who became a model. And I hope she's still crushing it in LA. The last time I checked in on her, she was. And then there was Princess Casey, Aww. who just kind of ruled the roost and took care of us all. And So more of a queen bee than a princess, yeah? Mm-hmm. She's, she's the fucking best. Aww. She was at one party. I think it was like the year after we, like the New Year's after we graduated high school, we were all at a party. Definitely not doing anything illegal like drinking at 18. We <laughs> certainly weren't doing that. Uh-uh, Papa. Never. Well, I had just come out and, you know, everybody knew her as princess. Like we were the fab four. And I believe that I stood on a couch in this dumpy like trailer house where we were partying. And I screamed, if you're the princess, then I'm the fucking queen. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's how most of the people that I went to high school with remember me, because that was probably the last time most of them saw me. (laughs) You know, I would be interested in seeing what it's like when you show up for your high school class reunions. I will not. Okay. I don't want to be hate-crimed. That's fair. I'm in charge of planning mine. I know you are. I probably am supposed to be. We never had like a formal student council thing, but I know Casey for sure is responsible for that. And I don't know. I don't remember if I am or not. I won't go. Sorry. Well, then why plan it? Yeah. I'm not going to go see a bunch of people who bullied me Correct. for being gay. I would go see like the three friends that I still have, but the rest of you all, meh. Nope. That's Sorry. <laughs> I don't even have them on Facebook. It's probably... Like, I have new. a few people on Facebook, but that's because I choose to have them on Facebook. Anyway. This episode won't age well. Nope. Facebook already hasn't aged well. Let's be very honest. Yes. Well, now it's morphing into meta- Gross. In the metaverse, whatever other BS. It's basically that book slash movie, Ready Player One, where people just live in online worlds. Yes. Oh, that's already, we've spoke about this twice prior. We have, yeah. On this podcast, nonetheless, Mm -hmm. like in our actual lives. (laughs) Right. Yes. Uh, Speaking of our actual lives, wanted to give a precursor. Like, yes, I am going to acknowledge that we randomly took a two-week hiatus. Uh, unplanned earlier 
And I wanted to proffer that there will be another pause occurring. And it will be just a pause. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wholeheartedly and truly. Because Jake and I spoke about this with each other. And we both recognize that this podcast is not only something that he and I both find satisfaction, creativity, um, fulfillment. Yes, creative fulfillment within. It's not just for us. We also truly do recognize that there are people just like you, my sweet little eared human, who enjoy tuning in and being part of our, well, sharing our life Mm -hmm. together. Um, So wholeheartedly, super honestly, we're like, we're going to have a full, full full-fledged episode for you here. But... Um, I myself have a really big and heavy family event happening at this very moment. And the future is pretty uncertain within that. And so I'm not going to try to make any extra schedule besides my regular job, which brings me income, and then nothing else besides that. Because I want to have that freedom and non-guilt of like, when I need to go, I'm just going to goddamn go. So mm-hmm. here is your precursor piece, by the way. We're going to be taking a hiatus. Um, unsure how long that might be. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would say, like a month. And if we can sneak an episode in, we yes. will. Oh, for sure. Yes. But we yeah. just want you to know that... If space and time grant itself yes. for a recording... Hell yeah, we'll do it. Because we love, we truly love doing this. But right now, certain things are just so uncertain that Mm -hmm. we need to have some flexibility and some mobility and some... And we never really got caught back up. We never really did all of those extra recordings. We never have got caught up and that's fine. I'm fine with the fact that we record on Thursday and release on Tuesday and edit sometime over the weekend. We've made it work. But right now, truly, we don't have a backlog because things have been going on that we haven't had the space or the time to make a backlog to prevent a hiatus. And so we are choosing to do what is best for you, Melissa. Thank you. Yeah. And giving you the space and the emotional bandwidth. To be. To be. Thank you. And and just life is happening. And right mm-hmm. now, we just need to let life happen. And so like Melissa said, we have a full episode for you today. And just like last week's episode, like, it is a stress. Mm-hmm. And... I have so many other sandbags of stress being thrown directly at my face right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, a that project. We're gonna, but we're going to take this one out of the uh, target range <laughs> for just a hot minute. Just a just hot, a hot minute. minute. Yeah, because it's also like it truly is so helpful to me just to sit around and speak with you. Mm. Um, so I don't want to um, belabor mm-hmm. this moment anymore. Okay. But I do want to talk about because what's so important to remember is that it is still June. It is still Pride Month. Hi, and gay. What we, hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Do you month. have the snippet? No, I didn't look it up. <laughs> Do it right now, uh, you know, if you want and have the ability. <laughs> I have both of those things. I see hi all of you. Happy Pride 
<laughs> That's all you need. Just that first part. Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. We. What is that from? Is she. This is a TikToker who was literally just making fun of corporate America's response oh, to Pride Month. Corporate Pride. Because then she continues on. Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. Sashay away with these savings. Boots house. And oh no, makes, boots are the ha- boots are boot, in the house. Boots down the house. She makes terrible <laughs> references and it's really funny. Look her up on YouTube. She's hilarious. Purposefully. Like okay, she's good. intentionally making fun of the capitalistic Pride. Yes, yeah. the capitalistic takeover of Pride Month. Oh, for sure. So Pride really got started. I can't remember what year. I'm going to check really quick. Yes. You know, honestly, I would love like a mini history rundown because I do think that in at least in in my experience, I didn't really get to know the history of Pride Month until maybe five years ago, which is so ridiculous because I've always been a quote unquote ally you know, friends, family, like, and also just the understanding that humans are humans and love is love. I've always been part of that, but I didn't ever have the history of Pride Month granted to my brain. So I would love if you would share a little bit of that. I would be more than happy to. Please add that, y'all. I love teaching. So um, back in the 50s and 60s in New York City, there were some underground gay bars where there were some gay bars that were specifically for like gay men and transgender men and then there were gay bars that were for lesbians and trans women and they were very hush hush very secret secretive almost like uh speakeasies Mm -hmm. and in new york city there was a bar called the Stonewall, the Stonewall Inn. And they, for years, had to deal with the cops where they would pay them off. They would bribe the police to look the other way because at the time it was illegal to be gay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And despite these bribes, the cops would frequently raid the bar all of the bars, not just the Stonewall, but all of the bars that catered to LGBTQ plus people. How do you just walk in there and be like, oh no, all y'all gay, oh no. I mean, I'm going to say something inflammatory. Yeah. Straight white men afraid of losing their power who were also armed police. Oh no, are you- Need I say more? Are you speaking of the patriarchy? I sure fucking am. Let's continue. So in 1969, on June 28th, there was one of these raids. It was the summer of 69. It was the summer of 69, the summer of love. It was also the summer of immense homophobia and a whole lot of other things going on with the civil rights movement. 69 was a busy year. Mm-hmm. So on June 28th, which is the day this episode releases. Unplanned. Unplanned. I beautiful am Beautiful as fuck. I am shook. Literally unplanned. But yeah, June 28th of 1969, the police raided the Stonewall Inn in New York City. 
And there were drag queens there. There were a lot of gay men there. And they actually, like, if I remember correctly, set set fire to the place and were dragging people out. That may be an over-exaggeration. I I, I believe I watched a documentary that it was on fire. That may have been a reference to a different bar. Please don't yell at me. Cops raid the Stonewall Inn. And as they are dragging people out and arresting them and throwing them in the, quote, paddy wagon. Oh, my word, because that was still a goddamn thing. It was still a thing, like literally just a windowless van that people would get thrown into and taken to, to jail. A number of drag queens were, and trans women, were standing there, like waiting to be processed, essentially. And one trans woman, her name was Marsha P. Thompson, long live Marsha P. Thompson, because she took up the rallying cry of, are we going to let them come in and fuck with our space? This is the one place we have in the world where we belong, where we are safe, where we are accepted. And so the story goes that she rallied other trans women, some gay men, and some drag queens into throwing stones at the cops and like fighting fucking back and saying enough is enough we have been paying you we've been bribing you leave us the fuck alone we're not hurting anyone we're not doing a goddamn thing other than enjoying who we are music and drinks and dancing with each other fuck off so that started a week-long riot that ended on july 3rd of 1969 which culminated in essentially a huge protest After that, around the country, in places that were safe harbors for LGBTQ plus people, like San Francisco specifically comes to mind, other protests erupted. And so it's known as the Stonewall Riots Mm -hmm. in some telling. It's usually how I've heard it. We said enough is a fucking enough. We are human beings. We are not deviants. We are not pedophiles. We are not bestiality people whatever i don't know how to say that like we are grown consenting adults who love other grown consenting adults get the fuck out of our business and that is the origination of pride and now years later we have parades and celebrations that last only a month but ultimately pride is year-round because like many other minority oppressed groups we are human and we deserve space and we are not sorry we're here we're queer fuck you like i can't remember what the rest of the chant is we're here we're queer oh damn it it was something that they chanted in 1969 and then flash forward to the 80s when the aids epidemic was going on and reagan's government here in the u.s actively ignored it they pretended like it was not a thing aids aids hiv aids they refused to acknowledge that it was even happening we lost an entire generation primarily of gay men who were treated in hospitals by lesbians because nobody else would have compassion to treat them and care for them and for many of them them dignity grant them dignity and usher them to the end of their lives there are so many beautiful books written by nurses from the 80s who were lesbian women who had been built up and protected and included by gay men in the gay community that that they I'll, I'll post the title of the book 
in the in the description of the episode because it's not coming to me right now. Okay. But it's a graphic novel and it is one nurse's retelling of her experiences in San Francisco working on the HIV AIDS floor ward. I think is how they called it. It would have to have been a ward. It yeah. certainly would take more than a floor. And she talks about how so many spaces originated as being spaces for gay men to congregate, but the gays, the gay men would just welcome in the trans people and the lesbians and everybody else. And it makes me so angry now because there's such a divide between, I mean, not everywhere, but culturally speaking, subculturally speaking, there is a a general divide between gay men and lesbian women. And a lot of gay men are very transphobic and it is fucked up. I remember even watching uh, before coming to this realization as well, but like watching Will and Grace mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. make fun of lesbians all yes. of the time. It is unacceptable. And how hurtful. Unacceptable. Yeah. Bi erasure, lesbian erasure, transgender erasure goes anti-pride goes against where yes. we started as a community. And There's a reason that the... Acceptance as a goddamn whole, which is what we're yes. all striving for, yes? There's a reason the colors touch each other on the pride flag, because we are all one. We are all part of this together. We're all part of this existence together. Let's grant everyone this space to goddamn be. And the, Just let each other be. And the dignity. Yes. To live your life. To recognize that... <laughs> we're not all the same and that's a-o goddamn k the world would be a really boring place if we were all identical so let's have some space for each other's dignity and worth for crying out loud yeah sorry i went a little not nah, dude heated that is something i'm very passionate about is when i see gay men be misogynistic or or transphobic it riles me up and that's something that we you and I actually spoke about mm-hmm. it was a it was a while ago a while even back, before yeah. some of these other things were transpiring and I was bringing up about uh, how absolutely passionate I will always be about healthcare rights for women yes bodily autonomy for autonomy. women healthcare for women because it's different mm-hmm. just because I was born with certain parts in my human body. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that my human body deserves to have laws for it or against it. Correct. Okie doke. And so you and I were speaking about this and I would actually like for you to say it if you wouldn't mind because coming from my face, it doesn't mean that much. But you had mentioned about how one thing you saw is like, I was always have been an ally. Society, specifically movies and TV have made gay men an accessory to straight women often. But you know what? That is not our lived experience. Straight women, cisgender women, transgender women, we are all in the same fight. And women have supported and lifted up the LGBTQ plus community for decades. And so to me, it feels like a real betrayal when the LGBTQ plus community, particularly white, gay, cisgender men do not support their cisgender or transgender sisters. It is 
abhorrent. Gay boys, get your shit together. Step up. Please help us find a voice. They fought for us. We need to fight for them. Think, like, like, honestly, think of the percentage of people who find their bodies with a uterus within it. Mm -hmm. It's a large portion. It's over half of the population. Yes. Yes. Let's stand together. We need to protect people with uteri. Uteruses? It's like octopus (laughs) and octopi, which is right. (laughs) Yeah. People with uteruses. Body autonomy, my dude. Like, it is. We all deserve that. That's a basic human right. Human right. I never got to choose what. Excuse me. I was born with what I was born with. Baby, you were born this way. And just because I was born, I don't need to have laws put against me Mm -hmm. that other human beings don't. Mm -hmm. Laws by cisgender white men, majority. Correct. So that, dear friends, is the history the herstory the herstory of pride and some very important close connections Mm -hmm. to pride yes yeah i agree do we want to shift into upbeat Mm -hmm. positive memories of pride yeah all right so you have had more pride gathering experiences than i have you have all right i don't like big crowds of people that are noisy so I, I only do when I'm intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, I'm I'm still a little iffy at this point in my life. That's fair. So, listeners, we were talking earlier about the history of Pride being really important to share, and I know I did not do it justice. Please go and watch the documentary film Paris is Burning, watch the movie Milk, and and just read up on the Stonewall riots because truly, there's so much more. I severely and sorely underserved what really went on for the sake of brevity and time. Yeah, but you still shared, so please don't short yourself that far. Well, there's. I'm just saying there's a lot more to the history than yes, that. Yes, yes. Fair. But we also talked about wanting to really look at the meaning that pride has for each of us and the joy and the magnificence of pride today because of those fights because of those sacrifices that people made in the past so yeah. i've been talking a goddamn long time so melissa oh, only gently so what's I... your fondest pride memory first Oy if that's okay fondest is that gonna be a hard one to answer you were starting a different sentence and i just sorry oh no that's totally fine i get it's not necessarily like one solid memory i think it's like um the culmination of the fact that I have always been welcomed into a crew, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in going to celebrate pride, but also like where we were going, it's like it's where my uncles lived and mm-hmm. not necessarily that we would go and hang out with them or whatever, but they would allow us to uh, bop in for a moment. And then <laughs> I may or may not have some family members who have fostered some really awesome relationships <laughs> so we were granted a, a few you know like a thumbs up plus 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 moments uh i think those were all it but it was almost you know like being able to i think one of my favorite parts was being able to show the young pride crew that i would go to like mm-hmm. let me show you what it's what i have understood because my uncle's and the chosen family and the life that they've built for themselves here. Yeah. You know, to be able to show and share that, I think has been always one of my favorite things about being like, heck yes, I'll go and celebrate pride with y'all. First of all, 
let me shoot a quick text. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, being able to to revel in that together with two two generations of queer people, you know, Mm -hmm. that's I've always loved that. And I always I've always loved being able to just walk around wherever could be during a parade, could be just out and about, could just be what ifs, and just see people finding the comfort and the ability to be exactly who, what, and Mm. whatever they're choosing to, you know, dress up as or share their stories or just truly being whoever they are. I loved, it was There's a bit of magic in that. Like when you walk around and you just see people filled with joy and comfort. Euphoria. In being exactly who they are and living their life and being able to probably for the first time, you know, like I saw, I loved being able to see families walking around together, Mm. you know? Yeah. And That's really special. So these are all of my favorite. These are a few of my favorite pride things. <laughs> well done. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a specific? So let me ask you a favor. Mm-hmm. Can we take a break? Fuck yeah, let's take a break. Thank you. My brain needs it. Okay. I love you. I love you. Thank Slam you. Slam that keyboard. <laughs> Karate chop. And we're back. Back, back, back again. Back again. I'm feeling very operatic. That was. You let me talk a lot and it just comes over me sometimes. Happy Pride Month. My pride story. Your favorite. I've only been to three prides. Ooh, but from one pride, I have two stories. And one of them I will wholeheartedly tell. The other I might ask to cut. (laughs) Actually, no. No, uh, because I'm pretty also, sure my parents already know about it, so I don't care. I am i don't mean to be rude. This is your edit. I know. Okay. Yeah. You can edit whatever you want, man. I know, but I, I you know, I always want to edit with your oh, input okay. if there's something that we both are like, eh, maybe. If you're talking, it's your get go. All right. So, picture it. Sicily. Denver. Oh. 2014. Hmm. Not Sicily 1922. <sighs> for once so in so i was working for the airline in 2014 and they were a sponsor of the denver pride parade so i joined several other of my flight attendant friends and trainers and corporate people and we pushed our little stewardess trolleys through that whole goddamn parade for real for real did you have like snacks and drinks on them no well no because with the snacks and drinks they're like two or three hundred pounds like those those stewardess trolleys are heavy. Oh. They are very heavy. Oh. So they were empty. They were like just the ones that we use for training. Snacks. Snacks on the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> but we had like decked them out with pride gear that could only be reminiscent or identified by our particular airline. And if you know, you know. I won't say more. But they looked real say cute. And oh my God, I just remembered something about that. So we lined up in Cheeseman Park in Denver. And years later, I was dating this guy who was also in that pride parade. And come to find out, we were in the same photograph. Like a friend of a friend took a picture of me. And this guy that I was dating like five years later was in the background with his pride 
parade group and it just was so weird like i showed him a picture and he went oh my god that's me in the background and i went what and that was also at pride when he and i realized that because i was showing him pictures of me when i was a flight attendant and like oh yeah a little uh." and it was just wild we were a hundred feet away from each other five years before we ever met and dated which was cute at the time so that was really fun and i got really emotional at one point because we marched down the down colfax avenue in denver and we passed a really big church and when I saw it my heart clenched because I have very difficult memories from the church and being gay Ooh, don't cry uh as we walked by I saw a lot of signs from people standing like on the church steps and I was like I can't look I can't look I can't look because I was expecting hate. hate. And my friend Angela, who I've known since I was two, who is walking with me because she is an ally, she pointed at the church and I said, Ange, I, I don't want to see it. I'm having a really good day. And she goes, no, look. And I looked and there were people standing outside of the church saying, we welcome you. We're sorry for how many Christians have treated you. (laughs) And I was just marching my little gay butt down Colfax Avenue with tears in my eyes flowing down my face because that was the first time I had ever heard or seen, rather, that... Love is love is love is love. Yeah, that there was an acknowledgement that Christianity treats gay people and transgender people in America in the complete opposite way that their Jesus would actually treat us. So that's one of my favorite pride memories. At that same pride event, after the parade was done, obviously my commitment to the airline was over. Like we marched in the parade, now go enjoy yourselves. The day before, I had worked a flight from Las... No, not Las Vegas. um, New Orleans to Denver. Nolens. Nolens. I was serving and there were these two beautiful men who were tipping me and drinking and we were flirting and I kind of forgot that I had other passengers to care for. <laughs> like, oh, honey, you are one beautiful. You are two drinking bourbon. You are three giving me tips. Hello. How are you? Well, I saw him on Capitol Hill in Denver and he recognized me. I'm sure as beans he did. So I'm there just like wandering around with my flight attendant friends and this beautiful, tall, muscular, handsome man says, hey, hey, Jacob. I'm like, Who the, what? What? So I turn around and it's him. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, that's the beautiful man that I told you about that was on my flight yesterday. All right, I'm leaving. This is my movie moment. Bye. Right? Like, this is my rom-com moment. We're going to go get married. I'll invite you to the wedding. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I live in New Orleans now. (laughs) So he, like, we take a picture together and he asked to be introduced to my friends and i'm like yeah like yeah we're all flight attendants like this is jeff this is angela blah 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 blah. and as we're just standing there chatting there we had obviously been drinking a little bit a smidge just a smidge oh god and this was before seltzers were a drink that we Mm -hmm. could have so probably like cheap beer water beer or liquor (laughs) probably oh no it's pride definitely liquor we're drinking vodka for sure my friends embarrass me and tell him oh my god we heard about you as soon as he got off that plane 
And we didn't believe that that was you until you waved him over because I had seen him. I had clocked him from like a mile away. And so as we're standing there chatting, I notice that there's a crowd of people starting to surround us, but not us, him. Mm -hmm. Keeping like a polite distance, but also like they're very clearly fans of his. Okay. And he noticed... And he put his big muscular arm around my shoulders and turned to face this gathering crowd and said very loudly, this is the best flight attendant I have ever had. Ooh, so many meanings within this. All right. If you have ever flown XYZ airline or if you ever do in the future, I hope you have him as your flight attendant because he is the best. And then people started asking for his autograph and for pictures with him. And I went, who are you? And I was kind of by the crowd, like shuffled aside. And my friends were like, no, we're staying here. We're, we're going to find out more. We're going to find out more. I was like, nope, nope. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Nope. You don't get the, nope. They're, uh -uh. we're done. We are done. He's famous. I don't know him. Let's get out. Flash forward like four hours later, and he was emceeing the drag show, and he said his name. So I googled him. He is a porn star, and one of his most famous porn videos is where he played a passenger (laughs) (laughs) and had sex with the flight attendant. You know, everybody... (laughs) At that moment, it was like, which one is this guy then? I don't recognize his face. (laughs) Take your shirt off so I can recognize you. They're like, you're not the flight attendant from that video. (laughs) Not yet. Because he was the passenger having sex with the flight attendant after all of the passengers had deplaned. And he was about to onboard. Mm -hmm. So that is my my that is my favorite pride story of Do you know what unintentionally meeting a porn star who is famous for flight attendant porn and a little oblivious me is like what? <laughs> I hope that at the end of his video, like after things came to fruition, the <laughs> oxygen mask, and so instead of lighting a cigarette, they just, they just took <laughs> huffs out of the oxygen masks. <laughs> I don't know, because I have not watched it. Oh, I'm telling you, like if, if I were a director, that's what I would have asked for at the end of this film. <laughs> I mean, oxygen from an oxygen mask is not bad. Hell. Just so you know. Hope you never have to put them on. Those are our... Pride memories. And I can't believe oh, I just gosh. told the story to all of you people. <laughs> I love it. I adore it. There was n- nothing embarrassing about that. You were literally no, I know. doing I was your so job. Naive. I was so naive. somebody enjoyed how great you were at your mm. job. <laughs> I, do, I do not mean to detract from this no. awesome story you just told. It's over. Let's but move on. Something that just hit my head, um, hit my memory banks. Um, it wasn't Pride Month. By any means, but it was definitely uh, a time when I went up to go and spend with my uncles, mm-hmm. and we went to a to a drag show. And one of the things that I remember is like the drag show itself was you were there, you were there, you were there at this drag show. I picked up a fingernail. Yes, you sure did because you were helpful, and I helped that queen put it back on. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, what an interesting space that was. 
It was weird. Yeah. But I remember speaking to my uncle about like what going to watch drag queens means to me. And I remember watching his face when I when it fell out of mine. Mm-hmm. And to watch my favorite uncle's face, like, hear me, first of all, listen to me, then hear me, and then actually, like, roll through that brand new knowledge. I saw that all in a span of, like, 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I, I told him that I really enjoy going to watch, or no, not even that necessarily. I enjoy drag queens because they help me to find confidence in myself as a woman to see the confidence, the swagger, the all or nothing that drag queens portray helps me feel more confident as a woman. Like seeing somebody else live it and love it all helps me. I have to find confidence as who I am from watching the confidence of somebody else. But I do mean it when I say that like seeing a queen just be confident within themselves so like it's empowering like you're right i am beautiful i am capable i am worthy and i am hot damn right i think that's the appeal of drag queens is that they have confidence right because confidence is attractive across the goddamn board and they are choosing to i mean they used to be known as female impersonators and, and they're choosing to take on that role because that's what they see as strength, because they see the feminine as being strong, because they see women for their strength, and they are embodying that strength in a way that they don't feel outside of drag. It's a loop. The world, I it's mean, a circle. The world is shades of gray, and we will never know each other's things. Nope. But yeah. I've, I've, I've heard enough drag queens talk about that, that seeing strong and empowered women are what drove them and inspired them and empowered them That's good. to be drag queens. So it, to me, from my perspective, it's kind of a circle. You are a strong and bold woman who in finds strength ways. in different ways, yeah. certainly, but you find strength reflected back to you from a drag queen who... Mm undoubtedly would see you and keep the circle going, reflecting back that same strength and emboldening power that you carry, truly. Do you know? Hmm. I just, I, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to be your friend and to be a part of this existence where we both are around are. each other is really beautiful and kind. And I mean that in so many ways, of course, in the broader spectrum that, we get to celebrate and holla and enjoy Pride Month. But also, you know, we were speaking of it earlier about how we're going to be taking a hiatus. And I really appreciate your kindness and your grace in understanding that because we are human and this human is going through a lot right now. So I really appreciate the grace and the kindness that you grant to me. And I just think the existence of you, you are tremendous. And I'm so absolutely grateful you are my best friend. And you are mine. And I will always grant you the space or the time or whatever it is that you need without question, without doubt, because you are worthy of those things. 
You are worthy of acceptance. You are worthy of space. Thank you. All right, Boo. Um, What do you say to just let our recorded credits roll instead? Yeah, but we have one last thing we need to say before that. I bet you fucking bippy we do. Remember that you are loved. And you, you are worth being loved. Love you. We love you. Goodbye. Best Friendhood was edited by Jake and me. Logo by Jennifer Bate. You can find us on the social media. I'm talking Twitter and Insta at BFHpod. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And if you're feeling generous enough to help support us and possibly some better sound equipment, you can find us on Patreon at Best Friendhood. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, That's how I end it. (laughs)